language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, the guy that knows a little something about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson, and the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? Hey man, before we get started, we wanted to uh, let everyone know to subscribe, rate, and review us. And of course, listen on Spotify, which we are now available on, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. With that being said, man, what's been happening with it, Mike? You know, I was just thinking you could have, uh, due to the content of the show, you could have left the header off this time. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be struggling about Yeah, I'm not going to be struggling with all my cussing. It's, it's the one time. It's the one time I'll be okay with my language. Y'all okay. not close enough to got the music. <laughs> right. I said I was struggling. Yeah. I said I was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, I was just thinking you could have left that part off. But, um, that's all right. No, it's appropriate. It's appropriate? Absolutely. All right. Christian's cuss, too. What? You think I don't know that? Because my, my grandmother used to come up with some combinations <laughs> that you uh, have never. I, I, perfect. I my, mean, gra- I'm like, my grandfather used to say, Can't nobody cuss better than a Baptist preacher. What? Not <laughs> lying. <laughs> I ain't talking about me, y'all. Except for a PK. You know, I, I resemble that remark. <laughs> but what's up, Maurice? You know, we've been hanging out. We had a little technical difficulties over going earlier, but you know. Maurice had that look on his face, man. What the hell going on? No, I didn't. I was sitting there patiently. <laughs> yeah. We 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 back in the uh, the original studios, yeah, and so he's comfortable. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we still under uh, a little remodeling construction or whatever you want to call it, but we making it work today. We got to come up with a name for this 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 place. The other studios are the back cave. Hey, yeah, and then we need to come up with something uh, a name for this one. What you come up with? You got something for us, Maurice? Oh uh, no, I don't have anything. Okay. Yeah. Not yet. I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, man. But um today, you know, we have a couple of guests. We yes. got uh we got a sister man with us today from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And she has been singing since she came out the womb. That's what she says. <laughs> What people say, say she well, said. Everybody sing when they come out the womb. You know, it's called just, screaming, just crying. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, she has appeared as a guest vocalist on the Cell Award winning debut album of Dottie Peoples and the People's Choice Chorale. Since being in Dallas, she has performed with the likes of Daryl Coley, Donald Lawrence, Yolanda Adams, Israel, uh, what you say, Houghton, Houghton? Houghton. Houghton. Homeboy. <laughs> Beverly Crawford and Hezekiah Walker, just to name a few. 
She has had the privilege to serve as host of the internationally recognized House of Blues Gospel Brunch. She is the proud mother of two daughters, Leah and Lindsay. We want to welcome to Psycho Music Live Regardless, the one and only Don Miller. Yes, sir. Welcome, Don. Thank you, baby. Welcome, thank you. There welcome, would be welcome, none welcome. other than Don Miller, you know. The one no. and only. The one and only. <laughs> you the one and only. Yes, sir. You the only Don I know. That's Miller, right. I know. That's right. That's you know, all that matters. You know, I, I, I have to say something about Don. You know, I kept telling, I said, hey, uh, why don't you come on the show, do this gospel show? So this was like last year, whenever it was, Maurice. We was talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I told Don, she told me, boy, you ain't going to never call me. You ain't going to never call me. She checking me every time I said, you don't call I said, I'm going to call you. Okay. We, we've been trying to do this show for a year. We really have. Yeah. Look, I remember him talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we really have been trying to do trying it for a while. For a year. Yeah. Literally. You know, so. But, uh, you know, hey, this, you know, we actually have our bona fide star hanging out with us today. This brother we have today, he is, uh, and his group, Undignified Praise, have been nominated for three Praise Factor Awards. This is one of the premier platforms for independent gospel artists. They have been nominated in the urban category, praise and worship, praise and worship, and new artists of the year category. Their current single, Nothing Without You, is now streaming on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud. We want to welcome to Psycho Music Lyricology, the man, Mr. Chris Wesley. All right. Welcome aboard. You said celebrity. I started looking around. What is that? What? And where's my check? No, man. Collar me all of that. I appreciate y'all having me. Thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you being here. I thank you for taking out the time and coming to hang with us, brother. Oh, man. It's my joy, seriously. You know, so. But, uh, Maurice, what you been on, man, lately? You know, um, you know, because we were listening to a few other things for we while we was waiting on the yeah, guests to yeah, show we up. Yeah, we were listening to um, Duran Jones and the Indications. That's a good, good album. Um, I've been listening to that. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, there's a uh, JS on Dara, uh, American Dream. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you I, introduced I, me to him. I really like him. Uh, He's from uh, Kenya. I saw the link. Yeah. I, didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't get the yeah. chance to see He's coming to Dallas, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we need to try to check that out. Oh. So, yeah, it was uh, a couple of those guys. But I've just been kind of letting uh, letting Tidal feed me some new music the last couple of days. They they curate their music pretty well, so I, I, I like them. Uh, I like to look in their, their little suggestions every now and then. So, you know, what about you, Mike? Uh, the only thing that I really got into, and over the last well a couple of things actually but i listened to uh snarky puppy has a new album out. yeah i heard, uh, posted that the yeah, other day yeah they had that uh it's called immigrants immigration immigrants immigrants yeah immigrants why did i say immigration because <laughs> you always try to correct me. <laughs> i always throw a shade <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know I'm, I'm sitting here reading it and you want to try to correct me but anyway immigrants <laughs> Cause you always reading on the fly. Well, anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> it's real good, man. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dope record. You know, the thing about Snarky Puppy to me, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, they are some real students of like Parliament Funkadelic and then average white band, and they, they just really meld them sound. together. It's very interesting. Yeah, just and they just pull them, them together. 
So, you know, and the thing about their records, like this one in particular, all the songs are like seven, eight minutes long. Mm. Right. So you're going to listen to it. It takes you an hour, hour and a half to go through mm-hmm. one of their albums. Mm-hmm. But well, the the just um, Justin is just as an aside, you know, they they all the majority of them went to UNT and they were music majors. About two years ago, my wife and I took it to the Denton Jazz Festival. And, you know, the uh, <clears throat> the big thing about the Denton Jazz Festival is the uh, the uh, jazz bands from UNT. So we were listening to the one o'clock jazz band and they played like four songs. It took them an hour like to play all four songs because they're like <laughs> these big, you know, big movements. You mm-hmm. know? And sometimes when I'm listening to Snarky Puppy, it's kind of the same thing. It's like they take like eight minutes of a song and they say, I'm going to show you everything we can do in these eight minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes like. You know, like it's like a good record, and you'll sit down and listen to it if you have an hour to listen to something. But you know, it's it's like when I ride from here home, I'll listen to it. But there's like no other time in the day that where you can I can fit. just sit yeah. out and yeah. you know, it's like one of those kind of things. But it's 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 very much worth the time if you have time to sit down and listen to it. So. That's what I bet on. All right, cool. The snarky puppy. I, I I really enjoyed the uh, video that they put together. Yeah, that so animated was video was on point. Though. Oh, and he showed the the clap. Oh, that was right. The, who posted that? You posted. I posted. That? It I saw. Okay, yeah. now I remember. Yeah, it. That yeah, was good. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was Thursday, and that single had been out for a while though. But, Which one uh, was it? I didn't even. I just kind of saw the uh, video. Uh, I didn't even look back, at it. Back, back, back to the. Kid, bad kids to the back. I think that's what it called. What the same was song. That's yeah. Was. That's on that album. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. So it's one of them ten minute songs. Right. No, it's not that long. Yeah, it's about eight though. Yeah. Yeah, it's about seven eight. But uh, Don, you know, as you see, we talk about what we listening to, or what we've been vibing on. You know, you know, because I know you have a book. So have you been reading some books or listening to some new music or, you know, what's been happening lately? So. One, I wanted to talk about that snarky puppy because one thing I like about them, other than the fact that my my brother is in it, is that it's like an eclectic Motown experience, the way they put their albums together. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it explains why it's eight minutes because mm-hmm, they just mm-hmm. let it organically come together and they yeah. come to an end when it comes to a likely end and I love that. Yeah. Um so I bump I bump snarky a lot. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a Pandora wizard. Like, I really don't listen to any radio. I just put my artist in and and I let it go. So I'm talking about Corin Hathren, um, and uh, uh, I'm on Ty Galbraith, um, and and uh, what's the other cat? Uh, the worship worship master. That that's what I've been on. When I when I'm, I'm I'm in a transition in in my career, so when I go through that, like that's what I listen to on a regular is is praise and worship, and it just keeps my mind focused. So oh, that's okay. like when I'm in the shower, everything I just got Pandora rolling, and I like it because it's not churchy, because I'm not necessarily in a churchy mood, but it's real inspirational, and it got a nice beat. So it's gonna go from something that's bumping. To something that's just gonna have me like, yeah, reflective. And I mean, I just, okay. I really, really like that. I can't remember what's the other cat um, that's on the same vein of Todd uh, Goldberg. Like Todd Delaney. Todd Delaney, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. And so they, they rotate to most of the songs are gonna be them, and then they gonna throw some Tasha Cobb mm-hmm. in. And so I'm just, I'm, it's Todd Goldberg's station 
and it just throws some of every, it'll have Travis Green on it. So that's the vein. I get in veins, and then I'll still pop over and put in a David Caesar um, station so I can listen to some Corrine Bailey Ray and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, some of these like new artists who I don't even know, like I have to look like who is that? But mm-hmm. it's that same kind of vibe. So I'm I'm kind of it depends. I, I I might be listening to five different genres in one given drive. Oh yeah, you, know? you belong in this room because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens that's quite often. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. What about you, Chris? You know, other than yourself. Man. <laughs> and I don't even hardly listen to myself, except for five minutes ago when I was listening to the edit of this new record. Mm-hmm. Um, my boy Michael Dixon just put out something called The Walk on Water Project. My boy Michael Dixon out of Houston. <clears throat> this is an incredible record. Um, my sister Chance Anique, uh Chance put out um a project called the cultured christ it's real dope it's like live band like so if you went down to like your sandog or something like that it's a gospel record with a live band that type of feel so live horns live strings that type of thing is real dope the cultured christ um and then in the same way i listen to some everything so i've been on some like i don't know if y'all into kenyon dixon um yeah so i've been listening to some of him he's a you know Kind of a new age soul artist. Um, her, of course, she like I, I yeah, I've been I've been banging a lot of a lot of her's most recent stuff. Her her musicianship is so incredible. I don't know if y'all saw her performance on um uh what was she on? One of those uh night late night shows, late night whatever. Like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, like but people don't realize, man, like she plays like five or six different instruments. Yeah. And so, like, so she, so she start on lead guitar and then get on keys and then get on bass, like, all in this performance. Um, I was actually in a Facebook discussion with somebody, just talking about how I think she is the most important female artist since Lauren Hill when Miss Education came out. Like, she is to this new age music movement what Lauren Hill was when Miss Education dropped. Yeah, like, she's okay. just. She's critical and crucial for the next generation of musicians. So, so yeah, but um, yeah, and then so and so on the gospel thing. I've also been listening to this uh, EP by this cat out of New York, Vincent Bahannon, "Sound of Victory." That's a choir record, so it's okay. like it's a five six song like choir church. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, yeah, so I've been listening to all of that stuff. It's you know that's the the latest stuff I've been on. Cool. But you know everybody got a good list to go and research this yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm yeah. a heathen, so I'm gonna have to figure <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I like about her? Everything. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Until recently you didn't even know what she looked like. Yeah. She made you she focus on herself. the music. Yeah, yeah that was you don't even know her name. Because you know she's sure. a she's That's a uh, child star. She was on Nickelodeon mm-hmm. or something. Wow. Yeah, and that so was she wanted decision. to disappear. Yeah. And yes. she didn't want anybody to know her as the Nickelodeon star. Okay. And that's that's her whole shtick. Yeah. But that's what makes me mad. Like, we talking child star, like, she not like 19. Right. Like, she like She's ni- still extremely yeah. young. That's She's what makes me so young. mad. Yeah. Like, fam, you out here playing five or six instruments and writing your own yeah. music and yeah. smashing, like, and you 19, fam. Right. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. don't get me. I'm sorry. She's doing yeah, her, her music sounds fully formed. Yeah, yeah. like she's had like a whole yeah. lifetime worth of experiences. She's talking yeah. about yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, like how many people find their sound? Yeah, Man. that early. That early, yeah. and and that just in that vein, I've heard uh, Prince comparisons. Yeah, because of you know everything. Uh, yeah. what she's able how to do at that is. at that. Uh, at her age. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when you think about it, there's not a whole lot of artists rocking the planet that could have done that at that age. No, for sure. Like, no. There Stevie, none. there's Prince. Yeah. But you know, still, Stevie yeah. is not multiversal in all those instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he, he is. No, he plays drums, he plays keys, harmonica. Yeah, he uh, does a lot. He but. does a lot, yeah. Okay. Bass, he plays yeah. a lot. Yeah. Matter of fact, on, what was it? It wasn't songs in the key of life, but one of those intervisions, maybe Stevie played like most of all his instru- yeah, instrumentation yeah, on that yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, taught me some. Come yeah. on, teach. <laughs> 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 and he the youngest one. In the I world. know. I'm a music junkie yeah, fan. Man. Just, as, <laughs> you belong in the room. I'm in, right. yeah, I'm in the yeah. right space. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. I told Sheldon, I'm coming, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man. I show you just don't know. Mm-hmm. I have to really thank you for coming, man. Oh, my pleasure, bro. But, uh, you know, like we were saying earlier, this is a show that Maurice has been really wanting to get into. Uh, you know, Maurice has something he wants to say about this yeah, gospel genre of music. Yeah, definitely. We, when we first started uh, this podcast, uh, Mike started out with the idea, let's talk about protest music. And every conversation that we've had since then, it has been there's been like fringe conversations about gospel artists and mm-hmm. and they they come into play in the everything that we talk about so uh it sort of you know encompasses a lot of what we talked about so you know you can you could run the gamut of of gospel artists you could go from like the five blind boys of alabama to shirley caesar to commission and then you know currently if you were listening to like uh, a lecrae or somebody like that we'll talk about where uh, our experts see those types of artists and uh you know how this whole thing this whole uh all of these artists encompass this genre of gospel and uh also how uh the switch has happened from uh a lot of r&b artists or i don't know if there is a switch and we could talk about that too of r&b artists who come out of the church and they go into secular music. And is that still kind of the uh, assembly line for a lot of the new artists now? And I, I would I, I don't know that that's really how that's how that how that's working right now. And, you know, uh, from praise and worship to urban to traditional and to contemporary, how do all of these different titles play into gospel music and do people who are steeped in that really listen to the uh, do they do they think about those different titles as they're listening to them and what those titles mean to them if anything so you know we just want to kind of talk about gospel music what does that mean to you who are some of the most important artists like you guys have talked about today and uh what do we think about the gospel music industry as a part of the music industry as a whole mm-hmm. so like our first question would be like, what do you think about what what is gospel music to you? What is gospel music to me? I, I think gospel music um, specifically, just by definition, is is music that is purposed 
to express the gospel of Jesus Christ um, directly, not in a um, not in a sneaky way, but in a very overt way. Mm-hmm. Right, gospel music is music that overtly and intentionally glorifies Jesus Christ, right? Um, I think the tension, though, with with gospel is I think, and and you kind of hit on this stuff we'll talk about over our time today, is like when you start talking about gospel, what happens is typically you just kind of put it in one box, Mm -hmm. but when you talk about secular music, you, you... it's easy to have subdivisions off of that, right? Right. So, so in secular, it's always been like, even even historically, you had country and rhythm and blues and and all these different type of sub genres. Mm-hmm. But when it came to sacred music, it was all lumped together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, what what's happening now? I think you see is that when you say gospel music, you see so many different styles of that manifested for different palettes, right? Um, And I'll also argue the greatest musicians in the world are in the church. Mm -hmm. So because of that, you see it expressed in so many different ways. Um, And I think all of it is expressed in excellence. But I think at the core of it is, it is an overt... um, attempt to glorify God and spread the message of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's an excellent that I want to hold on to that uh, before we get to Don, make sure that we put a pin in that where you said overt, because there's there's something in that that uh, Mike and I have kind of had discussions about. But Don, what what's what's your take on gospel music? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more simplistic. I agree ever with everything that Chris has said, but I also want to just say it's music with a message because some of it is not an overt message because I I am an eclectic gospel listener because I'm an eclectic music listener in in any genre. So I like trap music. I like rap music. I like, you know, R&B. I like uh, Neo Soul. So my gospel interest is the same. And now I'm able to find that same eclectic interest and range in gospel. And some of it they're not going to say God. They're not going to say Jesus, but they say the message. And if you are of Christ, you know the message. So I always say it's music with a message. Um, I, I, I think it's necessary because so often, you know, I'm, I'm a little older. So coming up, you know, it was churchy. It was Mississippi mass, Chicago mass, Colorado mass. You slapping your hands and, you know, doing the, the gyrations and everything. And and now to see I could be in a car and I, I want some ride music and I could be riding and still jamming to gospel. Mm-hmm. And I like that because, you know, I mean, I know I, I was always of the generation. You know, I'm the generation of gangster rap's inception. And people say, you can't listen to certain things because what you pour into your spirit is what manifests. Nah, I don't believe that. Because I ain't never wanted to shoot and kill nobody because I was in the NWA. You know what I mean? I had nothing to do with NWA. So I'm of the belief if I like the music and the beat. I was broke one time. I wanted to go slam some. No. I wish somebody front me. I promise I'll flip. I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Ice Cube made it sound easy. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? No. So, well, I enjoyed the beat. But see, I also came from a completely Caucasian background. Mm. And I'm from Milwaukee. So my school, we listened to nothing but rock. So I had to learn to find the beat and the rhythm of the music and appreciate the, the whole orchestration and the instrumentation. So it made me appreciate music on a different level because sometimes they talk about stupid stuff or I don't even know. They just screaming. So I took that into my gospel interest because now I am of the age where sometimes I don't want to hear the nonsense that these young rappers are talking mm-hmm. about, but I want to hear some rap music. Mm-hmm. So I like that I have that option and I can still hear a message, you know, and they might say, you know, he's the one that gets me out of life, you know, he takes me through life and gets me through challenges and he might not ever say G-O-D, but I know he's talking about God. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So, you know, I, I'm probably a little different than most people in my I'm a 70s baby and you know, most of my 70s babies, they're not trying to hear the, the gospel rap. Well, I got a whole mm-hmm. whole set, whole Pandora <laughs> station with nothing but gospel. I mean, hardcore gospel rap, just beat thumping. Right. And it's gospel, but it's a message, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's all necessary. And I, I, I like the evolution of it because you're right. Gospel artists who wanted to make money had to come out of gospel. Mm-hmm. When I first Absolutely. came into the Absolutely. industry. Absolutely. Um, when we were on tour, we were in New York. And Sean said, we going to a shed session. And I tell you, to be in a church, we were in some little bitty gospel church about the size of this room. And you had John Legend's band members, Stevie Wonder's band members. All, everybody met at this church and jammed for like three, four, five hours. It was five, six <clears> o'clock <throat> in the morning when we left. So these brothers still have it in them. They just have to make a living. So they go make a living, but they still, most of them still go back on Sundays when they're in church and play at their churches. So it's still there. It's just, you know, it's a different way. And now, shoot, go to a babyface concert and think he won't take you to church at some point. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and shout music, everything, worship, all that, because it's in them. I mean, the whole form of music really, to me, is rooted and grounded in gospel, everything. Mm-hmm. I think you you raised a point that speaks to another one of the questions as it relates to the kind of historical and still present exodus of musicians and artists out of the church right. into secular music. Right. Um, there were a couple of things that Don kind of pointed out that both the musician and the pastor in me is speaking to wants to speak to. One of them is that I think the reason you see that isn't just because they need to make a living, and I say that because I, I'm I'm friend a good friend of mine is a church musician. Now he could he's gifted enough to go play anywhere. I mean, my boy is crazy. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can go play for anybody and anybody would love to have him. But he, you know, God's taking care of him. Financially, he's good. But I think it's because stylistically, he fits um, a certain type of mold. And what he does, he's been able to find a platform for. Mm-hmm. So I think the greatest disservice the church has done to the gifted in the church is not giving them a platform that necessarily allows them to engage if they don't fit a certain mold. Right. Right. So so how many rappers right. grew up in our churches in the eighties and nineties but had to become secular artists because there wasn't a Christian hip hop platform. Right. 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 My right. youngest brother 
is actually a rapper. Charles mm-hmm. K, shout him out. Go get his single, yes, Believe sir. Me, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. He's right. crazy, yeah. right? Now, I'm the son of a pastor. We're, we're pastor's kids. Mm-hmm. He don't rap about Jesus. <laughs> Not at all. And I and listen, it's, it's real hip-hop-like, but I can't help but wonder if the reason I have stayed in the church and he hasn't is because my gifting and skill set fit inside the box right. to a certain extent, right. Right. whereas right. his didn't. So I think that's where you see the exodus. Like, yo, I'm 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 literally a merge of all things churchy and uh, current, right? Mm-hmm. So I hit you with a hymn and a worship song, and I love them all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm churchy like that, mm-hmm. but I I know so many people my age that ain't. Like, that's just not their thing. Right. And because it's not their thing, it's like, well, where's their platform or place musically in the church? Like, I can sing. I don't want to sing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is why gospel has has had to evolve into a lot of the spaces right. okay. um, in the, that, that are necessary. Were you going to ask a question? No, yeah, I was, no, I was just so I was. Let me let me get back to uh, the the point about uh, an overt uh, 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 pronouncement for sure of 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 Jesus Christ. Because when you said that one of the one of the uh, artists that I was thinking about when 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 you made that particular statement was. Uh, BB and CC Wine and that's a great point. So they had albums when they came out, and uh, I think that first album came out when I was in college. Uh, but they didn't. I mean, there were songs that were crossover songs that didn't necessarily make a pronouncement, message. but they had this. Mm-hmm. They had a profound message, mm-hmm. and then later on, with a lot of uh, with at least a couple of of CC Wine and solo records, she was very much praise and worship. And I'm in a very Christ-centered uh, space with mm-hmm. a lot of her music, and she mm-hmm. was singing like that's where she was. And I'm wondering, did people, did the gospel, uh, or do we think that the gospel industry perceive those releases differently? Well, does the, that make sense? Yeah, what? for sure. Now the Winans, the Winans are a different case mm-hmm. because they were all what they were. They were the churches first, mm-hmm. so. They were, they were, I mean, mom and pop Wyman's first, like they were doing gospel records forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so because of the perspective that the church had on BB and CC, they heard the songs and automatically thought gospel anyway, mm-hmm. because in the minds of the church, they're gospel. Mm-hmm. So they could hear an addictive love mm-hmm. and realize, oh, they talking about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're not in church, when you hear addictive love, addictive yeah. love, you, like and y'all, y'all, y'all know you've been to a wedding and heard addictive love mm-hmm. at a wedding. I play it all the time. I play addictive love. I play what's the other one? I'm lost without you. Yeah, I play those at weddings all the time. And, yeah. and people who aren't in the church yeah. see them as love songs. Oh, they right. translate, yeah. But right. church people, because BB and CC were ours right. in the beginning, right. hear it as a gospel song. They right. they know it's talking about Jesus, whereas the others don't. This is why I talk about you know overt versus covert when it comes to gospel music. If the the objective of the gospel is to save the lost, but the lost don't realize that we're overtly pointing to the cross, they'll hear addictive love and think it's a love song and it's not about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's issue number one for me. Issue number two for me is 
they will hear a Jesus walks by Kanye and think it's a gospel song when it's not. Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So there are a lot of people or there's, there's this cat out right now. He's so dope musically. I, I, I dig his music. He got Donald Lawrence on his records. His name is Sir the Baptist. I don't know if y'all heard about yeah. Sir the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. So Sir the Baptist is dope, right? And it's message music. But it ain't doctrinally sound. It's not gospel. It is not the gospel message, mm-hmm. right? It's actually very poor doctrine. So I can't hear that and say that's gospel. Mm-hmm. I hear it and say that's dope music. Right. But I can't, and it got a good message. Mm-hmm. J Cole music got great messages. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love it. I bump it. Right. So and these are the conversations that we've he had, had those had conversations. For years. Yes, we have. So we've had those and so because I've always because I've always been. I have admittedly always been caught up in the dogma of the the religious space mm-hmm. saying if it's not if it's not the ministry if the ministry has to have it has to have sound doctrine for sure that that was always my issue um I started when we started talking about the gospel show this week I started it was funny cuz uh, a couple of weeks ago I saw a, Go- a Cosby show episode that's what made me think about it Remember, um, I don't know if you remember this episode was when Vanessa brought her boyfriend home for the first time and oh, we were oh, talking about getting married yeah. and he was talking about, you know, I'm going to put this steak on a trash can lid mm-hmm. and present. And he was <laughs> saying, you know, it's the presentation. It's all in the presentation. It's right. all in the presentation. Right. And I, and I tell you my, I, so growing up in one of those old timey, you know, religion churches with an old pastor. Mm-hmm. I the gospel music that I was that I listened to were hymns mostly. Mm-hmm. So and it was the hymns, even if you even if you, you know, jazzed it up a little bit, funked it up a little bit, they were still hymns. Mm-hmm. And the point for me was is that I was getting the doctrine that I thought was necessary. Mm-hmm. Right. Melodies from Heaven, that album when Kirk Franklin first came out. Yeah. You know, all of that. Uh, I was on board. I heard, you know, I listened to the music. I was like, oh, this is good, but I, I don't think I've listened to this whole album, heard Jesus' name yet. <laughs> and I'm just concerned. <laughs> but, you know, it's good music. I'm, I'm all in. And then uh, when he first presented it, we went to a uh, concert in Irving. I was all on board, had a bunch of people with me. We went in, and I'm watching this concert, and it was kind of all about him, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it was never about the message. The message. It was mm-hmm. never. So it was the presentation. So for a long time, I just stopped listening to gospel music or what was termed gospel mm-hmm. music because I couldn't find anything in it that meant anything for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's basically what you're saying. It was that overt versus covert. You know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, these are the conversations mm-hmm. we used to mm-hmm. have about it because I was just like, well, I mean, you know, anybody can say anybody can make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can and say I'm, the right I, things. I, my my musical taste would lean more in in Dawn's lane where if I'm getting an inspirational message, it mm-hmm. feeds me. Mm-hmm. But I still understand what you're saying. So cuz yeah. if you I don't totally understand Yeah, cuz if saying. you don't have the yeah. root, if you don't already have the root. True. Then, then listening to that doesn't, and I, and I think that's where I got caught up in the dogma. I was like, yeah, but if you are unchurched and you're listening to addictive love, then it doesn't mean anything. It's not getting you where 
the whiners need you Intended. to be. Or, or they're yeah. not, they're, they're mm-hmm. not getting you to, to that mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. And that's what was always mm-hmm. bothering mm-hmm. me. I've kind of grown past some of that. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I'll listen to, you know, I'll listen to, I listen to more gospel music now, probably in the last two years than I have in the last like 30, mm-hmm. you know, literally, because I just wouldn't listen to it. But I've always, I keep having kind of the same issues when I'm listening to it. And like, uh, I, and I just make this like, uh, I had the most recent argument I had. Um, the girl from Mary Mary, Erica. Erica Campbell, yeah. Mm-hmm. That white dress she had on on her album cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you, you, do you remember this? This was oh, like a year or two oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. Bless God. <laughs> Erica's fine. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like, stacked. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, but. Mighty are the works of your hands. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> If anything was blessed, come on. If anything was blessed, he looked and said it was good, <laughs> and he put it on that album cover in that white dress. You understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, but what's the message you're giving here, right? I'm looking at this and I'm titillated first. But and, is she and, revealing and, anything? Yeah. Well, define, define revealing. Yeah. I mean, but if you if you wear a dress and, and you're sexy in the dress, nah, you. like define. I have Let me an show issue you the album because call. I've heard that argument my entire church life. Yeah. Because I'm out front, uh, uh, you know, I sing and minister in song. And people are always like, you got to be conscious of what you have on because you don't want to deter anybody from Jesus. Okay, I can put on a paper sack and you're still going to see my shape. Is that my fault? That your thoughts go someplace else For when sure. I wear something? It is not. For but sure. I'm just telling you, know you what, what I'm, I'm just telling yeah. you. And that's yeah. always yeah. been my reason. And there's a, yeah. yeah. a two-sided two thing to that, right? So like on, on one hand, I don't want to do anything or wear anything that will cause you to stumble. Right. But if you don't have enough discipline and strength to not stumble at every little thing. If I'm unchurched. It's not on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm but saying. that's but not, I'm not, that, not that I'm looking at it. That's not that. See. No, it, no, listen. Then you didn't, <laughs> she's now, beautiful. Now you didn't she see. Is. Now you didn't see it she's on the gorgeous. cover though. She she's is. gorgeous. The way they had that shape on that cover. Listen. <laughs> it was all about her in that white dress. Well, okay. So and y'all understand she, marketing. It could have said Jesus sure. across the top of it. But it didn't. It, it you still not gonna I, see anything but that white Google dress. Google did it. Google. You know and her listen, sister did it. That's but you gotta sell. You gotta move units. You gotta Okay, so let's bring it back to a real relational situation. If you're married, the first thing that brings you to your wife is not gonna be her intellect and, and, and her thoughts and, and, and what's inside of her and what no, draws speak, you. Speak for it's yourself. gonna be what she looks like. <laughs> I, I was, no, speak for yourself. So you I'm just, just see, you see, I thought we were a truthful show. Well, no, <laughs> see, we talk about you are absolutely. We talking about two different things now. No, but listen what I'm saying. If that cover is what makes you pick up her CD and listen, and now she then blesses you because you did. Hey, I'm and, okay with and that. Let me say, let me speak to this as it relates to Erica, because Erica has a lot of those. Like, if you listen to the record, there are moments where it's extraordinarily covert mm-hmm. and extraordinarily Absolutely. overt, right? Absolutely. I think she was marketing for, Absolutely. I mean, she's tried to cross over mm-hmm. and has done so well. I love guy. You don't love guy? What's right. wrong with you? Mm-hmm. That was on 97.9. Mm-hmm. That was, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? And so I think. And, yep. and her husband is a genius. Yeah, like, excellent producer. And so, so I think that that probably was part of that marketing scr- strategy, which speaks to I think the conversation that we're having yeah. about uh-huh. as it relates to what is the intentionality behind gospel music. Yeah, here's what I'll say: Donnie McClurkin will never cross over. Mm-mm. 
just won't. Mm-hmm. Right. He for the church. Mm-hmm. Kirk will. Right. Yeah. So the way they're going to market and promote and even perform is totally different. Right. Um, so that all that stuff has to be taken into account and consideration. But ultimately, is the message being conveyed to both saint and sinner? And 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 here at my, my that's always been my argument because I, and especially because I'm a single female, have always been you know under the microscope of how I minister, what I have mm. on. Okay, but if I'm preaching, if I'm singing, if I'm sharing the word in a way that draws you to Christ. You should be able to look beyond my shell. That to me is the area of church that we have to get past. Yeah, um, so sure. when it comes to the gospel music genre, because we are now freeing ourselves to say, you can be a little sexy, look cute and pull somebody in. We always believed that they had, to, you know, y'all look back at some of them uh, uh, Clark sisters outfits. It was just they shoulder pads, shoulder pads, oh and stockings, Jack. You know, but but and they, they never they came still, out of the church and until they, they were they were sampled. And they Think still got it. ostracized for basically right. Uh, people thought that they were making music like Stevie Wonder, right? And they right, were, and they were straight yeah. overt yeah. Christian gospel yeah. singers. But, but that's be, so. Yeah, but, I, I guess it's it's almost like a catch twenty two. Like we should be able to, as women, I, I exhort our blessedness you know (laughs) and it be okay as long as we're not raunchy with it you know that's my that's my thing steve harvey said stop saying christians ain't sexy because if they weren't where are all these little christians coming come on (laughs) (laughs) and so here's the thing so you got you you go to a kirk franklin concert and yeah he may have been super secular but i promise you he gonna go to church at some point i promise you he's gonna take a moment and give you christ and he's gonna talk about it may be a moment but now all of those unchurched people heard it. And, and what we always believe in the church is it only takes a small seed mm-hmm. to be planted. Then it is then fertilized and, and, and watered. And then it develops. If, if, if it caused somebody who would never step foot in our church, in your church, to come mm-hmm. to his concert and get that little seed, I'm good with that. Like I said, yeah. I'm going to release a project. My project is not going to be gospel. It's going to be music with a message. Hurry up. Period. And release it. I know. Already. I know. Don't Me and your boy been talking. Don't, don't I know. got some music out there already. I know. I do. But it's, it's old. But it's so long, bro. It's Hurry long. Up. That was nine years ago. <laughs> I am. Me and your boy done talk. We, we, we on it. I'm on it like next month. And you tell okay. him to hear up and get on it too. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm going to release music. It will not be overtly gospel Mm -hmm. because I know there will be some people that will never pick it up if it is. But if I can get you to listen to music with a message that encourages you and then you read my story and then with my concert, of course, I'm going to be speaking. Of course, I'm going to have opportunity to have a connection with my audience. Now I can tell you what my message is. I drew you in. You may never have come if I would have said, God, God, Jesus, Jesus. But see, that stems from every artist knowing their purpose and assignment true right so that's your i'll never make music other than that which is overtly jesus 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 because i know my responsibility right so it's the lecrae conversation right so lecrae Mm -hmm. lecrae falls out um with with the evangelical church in a lot of areas um well specifically the white evangelical church in a lot of areas but 
his music started to change, right? So now you look up and he on the BET Hip Hop Awards right. and doing the ciphers and things like that. But his purpose flipped. Like, so his purpose became, I want to take my gift into spaces where it can draw people in. But because Molly Music did the same thing, um, I think yeah. because they were ours, right. we understood the assignment, right. right? So it's like you have an assignment to go into the world, right. which is necessary and to pull people in in those ways, mm -hmm. right? My purpose ain't that. My purpose is to equip the body and encourage the believer to go do that in their own individual life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the other thing about gospel, how vast it can be, mm -hmm. because there are a lot of artists that are infiltrating the culture, right? I mean, I think the most famous of all is Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was the churches. Yeah, absolutely. She was the ch churches. And, and so and she, it continued throughout much man. of her music. Yeah. Any concert, she That's was style. taking you to church. Yeah. Even in her secular yep. music, you heard you heard yep. the church in her secular Absolutely. music. Yeah. yeah. So so it's it's a personal responsibility vibe. Is how you you ask you ask fifty different artists, you'll get fifty different responses based on that person's understanding of their individual assignment. Like that Matthew twenty eight, go into all the world, like mm -hmm. What is your musical purpose? If your music doesn't have a purpose, you won't be able to write a message well or whatever. And so I think that's the other piece of it. So I have grace for a lot of artists because I understand mm -hmm. that everybody got a different is that, intentionality. Is that, the, is that the sentiment throughout the gospel industry? Because I hear two different perspectives, but you all don't have any strife between you. There's nothing where... There's nobody looking down or whatever. I mean, I you have instant chemistry here that mm -hmm. I've witnessed here, and you, I mean, you are friends. Mm -hmm. So, do people in the music industry say, "Oh, well, she's not speaking directly to the people of Christ, and he's too indoctrinated for me"? Do those conversations really happen? amongst people and is there is there that level of division here's the quickest way i can give you an answer snoop dogg put out a gospel record and the clark sisters and rance allen were on it mm -hmm. it was uh but favorite it would never be featured at gmwa right and that's the point so the point <laughs> i'm making is the the tension rarely if ever exists between the artists right okay the tension okay. exists within the, the church the yeah. establishment yeah. the yeah. listeners right because right. the church listen and this is a totally different conversation and maybe we can come back and have this one but the church is still a very very uh what what one old preacher said it's the only it's the only hospital that kills its wounded. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? That's like, deep. like yeah. it's. I heard, uh, that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, like yeah. it's like. Yeah. So the church is is, the, you know, so Erica Campbell put on that dress, right? Mm -hmm. But ninety seven nine wasn't talking about it. Right. Right. Didn't right. nobody say, "Ooh, that's ooh, that's revealing." Are you kidding right. me? The world did would not call that revealing right. at all. Right. But we be like, uh, oh, what she got on? Right. What she, uh, -uh <laughs> wear your stockings right. and your pantyhose. Right. Cover up in Jesus. Yes. Come out. You know what I mean? Loose and lengthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God, I'm so sick of that. But that's, that's, that's the church. So I think the, the establishment makes you feel like there's a tension that exists right. between the artists that doesn't. Does like some of my favorite 
artists and people to kick it with are the ones who I know love Jesus. Like in their lives, scream, I love Jesus, right. even if their music doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. and right. we cool, we great. Mm-hmm. Right. But the church, you know. That's that's what will blow your mind. Like everybody was for the perfect example, Fantasia backstage mm-hmm. before she got ready to go do a R&B concert. And they did what became a viral rendition of a gospel song that was mm-hmm. just fire to the extent that she recorded it mm-hmm. after that. She wasn't going out there to perform that, but that t- it is in the veins of every single background vocalist, instrument, uh, you know, musician and lead vocalist at any of your secular concerts. Nine times out of ten, they are opening up in the back, warming up on a gospel song. Mm-hmm. They are doing it. They are not warming up me- on their stuff. They sing. They in the back singing a a a, a, a good old good old down home gospel song let as me, a warm up. Let me ask a question about the very point that you just made because. We did a show a couple of weeks ago about Lionel Richie, and one of the things that we talked about was the fact that in the middle of his career, in the middle of his career, he released Jesus' is Love. Mm-hmm. Commodores, yeah. So, and he was he was Lionel Richie before that, he was Lionel Richie after that. His career didn't suffer that I know of mm-hmm. because of But he did catch that. some grief. He did catch some, some critical grief, but mostly it was from the church. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do we think an artist could actually do that now? Do we think an artist could, uh, uh, an artist that's out there could like make a song and overtly... Fantasia just they did They do. Fantasia just did a joint yeah. with Ty Tribbett. Yeah. Like Ty Tribbett produced. Well, sp- let, me get, let me get specific. On their own album as a part of their own and well, then released the single. Well, yeah, now it was on Fantasia's record. Okay. It was okay. called I Made It. But here's the thing I think it depends on who, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is Fantasia can do it because every time you hear Fantasia sing, I don't care if she's singing the ABCs or whatever, she's everybody like says she's church. church. Kicking yeah. her shoes off and flat foot right. singing yeah. church music. And yeah. her music. Yeah. Her music says, if you talked about Jesus, I could believe you. Yeah, absolutely. Just the content of her music. So I said that to say, like, so do I think that um, of, uh, and I I wouldn't even know, because I'm the, if a blatantly. Back to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, if a blatantly vulgar artist in the prime of their vulgarity was like, yeah. Jesus, I love you more. But even Snoop, Snoop even yeah. Snoop is different because he has started to distance himself from right. doggy style Snoop when yes. he did the Snoop Lion stuff, and yeah. he just kind of became an older. But he went yeah. back, because <laughs> so, I don't think he ever he, really he, came he back. Is, yeah, but I got and there is saying. a difference, and he's on saying. the trail. He's on the other side right. of his career. Right. So you talking about yeah. like Lionel Richie right. at the prime of their yeah, career? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Hudson could do it because you think she, you know, you think she's a gospel artist anyway. But if like one of the more vulgar singers it's always talking about you know whatever if k michelle came out yeah like so so if k michelle came out and did a jesus is you know everybody be like girl but But here's the thing thing that we're not but Nicki minaj just did a feature on a tasha cobb record but you said it was a A feature feature though that's different and even then boy they 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 ripped tasha apart for that too in the church yeah i thought it was dope but you know right just like r kelly and marvin sapp they they well, raking him over the coals. Yeah, Paul Marvin so, right. Oh, wow. right. I didn't even know. So, that's old. Yeah, he got yeah. it's an old song, but yeah. it's oh, kind of okay. resurfacing okay. now. But here's the thing that we have to remember too, because I've caught the the negative business side. So people always say, "Well, Don, you should be doing more." Well, Sony wanted to give me a deal um, a long time before Mariah, Bay, you know, Beyonce, all of them. 
but they wanted me to be sexy. They said, I love your sound, hate your look. Well, I wasn't willing to sell my set, my my sound by sex. Mm -hmm. So I walked away from it. So the element that we have to remember is there are still some, I I won't go there. Um, There are still folks in charge that have no understanding or comprehension of the gospel or the urban industry that will say there may be, we don't know. There may be artists saying, I got this nice joint that I'd like to do talking about Jesus and they won't allow it. So that's an element we have to remember. It's not necessarily that they don't want to. There may be many other artists who want to, but that industry, we just have to be real. It is not a joke. You have to stay within what they believe will move units if you are under a deal. That's why so many of us are going distribution route staying independent Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to be indebted to these individuals that look nothing like us that aren't of the same faith of us y'all know where Mm -hmm. i'm going who are dictating the music that we listen to Mm -hmm. and how it's packaged and marketed so i think that's something to consider Mm -hmm. yeah uh one thing that i really want to ask and it's a question that we ask uh each other about a lot of artists we um and regardless as to whether you are making this, uh, doing this overtly or you're doing it inspirationally, do do gospel artists in general have uh, an accountability? Do they have a responsibility to preach about um, uh, uh, politically, like Black Lives Matter or Me Too? Or, or, uh, Me Too. Mm-hmm. Do they do they That's have a responsibility question. to speak to those types of movements from a Christian perspective? That's a great question. And I think it crosses over even into churches in general. And do mm-hmm. churches and pastors yeah. and church mm-hmm. leaders have a responsibility? Here's what I say. Um, Dr. King said injustice um, anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Right. right. And you look at the civil rights movement. It was formulated in our communities led by our churches. Right. right. But the reason is because I believe the gospel speaks blatantly to all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Right. And so here's a good example. In the middle of a bunch of chaos, one of my favorite gospel artists, uh, his name is Jason Nelson, mm-hmm. puts out a record called The Answer. Right. Mm-hmm. And he didn't he didn't, you know, saying stop killing our sons, Jesus, you know, but he opened up by singing Jesus is the answer for the world today. Mm-hmm. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks the gospel message to a situation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have to remember that the industry is a business. And what I mean by that is if you go so far in one direction, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people, even in, so a lot of these gospel artists, they're under labels Mm -hmm. and their labels are going to say, don't mess with our money. That's right. So don't go so hard. We were talking about it a second ago. (laughs) My little cousin just put out a, just put out a single. He just put out a single yesterday. It's called the abortion song. Mm -hmm. And in it, he's singing the perspective of an unborn child Mm -hmm. who's parent is going to commit or going to get an abortion. That sounds controversial. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so so iTunes uh, they wouldn't put it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. He had to put it out on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So here he is with a message song mm-hmm. that speaks to a hot button issue yeah. that the church has clear opinions about mm-hmm. and they're like oh no. We, and he's an indie artist. Mm-hmm. A label would never let him put that out. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even a gospel label mm-hmm. 
would never let them put that out. And so I think we got to remember um, that if it doesn't seem like they're speaking to it directly in their music, there are a lot of things that could keep them from being able to do that, right. which is why a lot of people are choosing to go independent right. mm-hmm. so that they can really express themselves musically. But I think ultimately for gospel music, we have to be careful to not allow politics or political viewpoint or side sound like the answer. Right. Like, I just love what Jason Nelson did. Jesus is the answer. Right. And so in everything I do, I'm going to talk about the fact that Jesus is the cure for racism. I believe, I believe that Jesus is the answer to racism. I believe Jesus is the answer to poverty. I believe Jesus is the answer to, you know what I mean? Like, right. like all of these things. Right. Right. I believe Jesus speaks to it. And, and then the other job, other thing I'll say is this, I'm a, I, and, I, and I say this from the position of a pastor too, I don't want my gospel artists to be responsible for pastoring and discipling people. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it, it is supposed to be part of the deal, right. not the whole deal. Tilling mm-hmm. that ground. Yeah, so like, so Jason Nelson don't need to do a Bible study on his record about why you know, the Bible is the answer to racism. But you should be able to walk in your local church right. and get that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So I think a lot of times we put expectations on artists to be what their call never said they're supposed to be. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And right. so I think we need to also remember how to put people in their proper lanes, in their proper place, and allow them to walk in their gifting and calling without expectations of them being something else. Right. Oh, okay. So I have a unique challenge because I'm a politician. <laughs> Yeah, so, you are. <laughs> and I'm a politician in church. Mm-hmm. And I'm a politician who's not filtered. So, <laughs> at all. Politics didn't unfilter you. You've yeah, been unfiltered. It's kind of from birth. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Um, so I am challenged in weighing my political overtness because mm. I'm very overt in my political thoughts and feelings, but I'm in a nonpartisan seat. So it's easy for me to be overt. Once I make the transition to a partisan seat, it then becomes challenging because here we have the gospel that is for all Mm -hmm. in the church. We're not all liberals, right? We have Republicans. We have green party. We have every, every other party that's represented in the world is represented in the church. Absolutely. So if we come out on a, on a specific stance too hard, we're alienating a portion of our membership. The same is true for a gospel artist. If I come out so hard, I'm alienating some of my listeners who may be of different parties. and, and, And music has never been that. Music is supposed to be the catalyst of unity. It has always been. When you think back to, um, uh, what's the one where they, with, uh, Jimi Hendrix and all that, uh, uh, um, the the big festival. You yeah, uh, that, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The old Co- Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> old Coachella. I don't know why it's uh, Woodstock. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you think about that, it was the one place where we're supposed to release all that divides us and use muni- music as the one thing that can unite us. So I think not just a gospel artist, but you don't really see a great deal of musicians in general coming out too hard on one side or the other because music is a unifier. Music is supposed to be the one thing, you know, we can we can all, we can't talk at the same time. We can't, you know, do a whole lot of things at the same time. But one thing we can do at the same time, and it's beautiful, is make music. 
So I, 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 I'm always cautioned in my political side to not let that ever cross over to my creative side because I don't want people to be hindered from listening to my music because they know my stance on this issue. And let me, so it's a delicate balance. And let me tell you that I'm even thinking back to the civil rights movement, right? So until after Dr. King dies, right? When Stevie, Stevie Wonder puts out the happy birthday, Dr. King mm-hmm. song, but before that, and I think he had one other song, um, You Ain't Saying Nothing, or somebody, I can't think of the title of it on top of my head. But what was, how was Stevie's music speaking directly to a lot of that stuff? Or did you know where he stood because you saw him marching? Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you exactly you know what where he's going. Right. Yeah, like, so the music right. didn't overtly right. say a lot of that. But, right. you knew, you, but you knew Stevie's thing. Right. right. And a lot of that right. goes yes. back to the yeah. very right. first conversation we have about BB and CC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How did right. you know right. what their music was talking about? Because you mm-hmm. watched their lives right. and you watched right. what they were right. into. Right. And so I think that's a, that's a, another important piece to it. Because I think there is, a, there, there is a lot of music that speaks directly to this stuff. Um, but it does so in a way where it's like it, it points to the church, it points to Jesus, it points to the cross. But you can get on, and now it's different because you can get on somebody's social media and see what they think about mm-hmm. it. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you can, so if I mm-hmm. read your tweets and then listen to that song, it means something totally different right. than it did uh-huh. before I read your tweet. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm yeah. listening to it, and I, I think about this J. Cole song I heard like it was a couple years ago. It's like, oh, that song's dope. Then I go on the tweet, be like, yo, he was dissing Kanye. I said, what? I go back and listen. I was like, oh, so so you right. you have a different perspective when you, when you when kind you know of that, yeah yeah that so, so i true. think that that's that's part of that's it as well that's a great point that's a great point y'all have any questions i feel like i'm hogging all the no go ahead, no man you, you know we, uh, they, oh. they've oh. given us a lot this evening <laughs> uh, actually I, now i i, I want to actually get into actual musical taste and talk about some of my uh, favorite gospel artist, and then just find out what your perspective on that artist is. Oh, okay. Uh, Kim Burrell. The Beast. vocal Bible. Beast. Okay. okay. But I'll say this the songwriter in me and the artist in me, this is the thing. So I love Kim. I think Kim is incredible, and, and nobody will ever say anything negative about Kim Burrell vocally. Okay. No. I think the problem when it comes to Kim's music and why you never really see her putting out successful stuff of her own is because it's not easily translatable to the church. So mm-hmm. like, so you listen to a Kim song, your choir can't do that. Mm-hmm. Your band at your church can't play that. It feels like it's another level of jazz yeah. just is. musically. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. So her stuff is never going to be popular primarily because most gospel music is easily translatable. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so when you hear Hezekiah, the reason why Hezekiah Walker has so much commercial success in relates to gospel is because all his songs, your church choir can pick it up Absolutely. and the band at your church can do it. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with a Kim record. Sure mm-hmm. You, you, you can find a lead that can do that. Yeah, you, know, you can't touch that. <laughs> uh-uh. But she, yeah. she, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Beast. I really hate what happened to her in, uh, behind comments that have always been made in church. Um, especially in the Kojic faith. I mean, you heard that on a regular, but because she had just gotten that acclaim 
secular mm-hmm. all of a sudden what she had always said in church people recorded it, it and now an it became an issue yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like what we've always said this but she had never been in that secular arena so what was the controversy she talked about homosexuality uh, oh okay. yeah, i remember that and homosexuality yeah, 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 in the church yeah, yeah, and that. the kojic church has yeah. always spoke to it now mm-hmm. it's probably quite prevalent in 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 Girl, their music. Now you starting stuff. I know. <laughs> now you I know. starting stuff. Uh, now you meddling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. on this show. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dawn Miller. I told you I don't have no filter. And it's okay. I'm from Milwaukee, yeah, so Detroit, okay. Milwaukee yeah, uh, no, it's okay. music, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It we just is have to be honest is. and everybody knows that, yeah, right? Absolutely. right? And so she spoke, and, and but the one thing I credit the Kojic Church is they embraced it and allowed them to be a part of their church to still be ministered to Mm -hmm. so i i I think it's not by accident that you find so many who are open and it's not saying they're not in the baptist Mm -hmm. church or the other faiths they're just a little bit more closeted about it because we're not as open to it and we'll be quick Mm -hmm. to sit you down kojic is like yeah and you play the organ good come on now that's a different conversation because i got a different perspective girl answer that question because you're gonna get me jumping off i would would suggest and see now we're talking about the church i think as with anything we allow the gifted to struggle in areas because we want to manipulate and use their gift not because right. we care about their transformation so i don't think it was but i'm saying but i don't think it was meant to be welcoming oh you struggle come no, no, on no, no. in i, I was like you that. can play negro that's come what on. i'm saying yes. but in a baptist church they could care less if you can really play that i mean you feel it you, you, you gonna make me you, say something when we get off air because i can't say this on air but, <laughs> i can't say but, this on air the key is overt. We may know. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you what I'm thinking because I'm. Chris, you girl, know what I'm saying. Like I know what you're saying. And overt. I got like girl, it's not overt. I'm like text we you. know. Like yeah. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you. No, I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you two words. I'm gonna text you two words. That is my example to your point, and you're gonna have to stop. You're gonna have to stop. I already know what you're gonna say. And then who's the who's the other artist? That you get ready to ask them? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because they texted each other right oh, okay. now, so you can go to the next time. I knew you were going to say okay. that. Okay, all right. So you know better, girl. But it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not as overt. It's girl, you, what ain't overt? Okay, since that's text. <laughs> no, we can't reveal We can't say it, so let's move on. So I read recently about this group getting together, and I'm just curious as to if anybody followed them and is... Uh, awaiting their return and that's commission oh my lord so i i religiously listened to their last yeah. reunion record that two disc reunion record yeah, that they yeah, did yeah. oh yeah. yo I, I really i hope i hope it's real like i hope they really pulling some more okay. stuff back together i was uh you know i told you i found my ipod and uh wow uh <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the blast from the past <laughs> right, right there. I, I found i was a couple of weeks ago i was telling them that i was digging through some stuff in the garage and i found my ipod and it was still sitting on the deck and so what i've done is <clears throat> i just put it in the bathroom and i just i just hit i put it on shuffle and just hit play and the other day uh commission came on and i had just like almost forgotten that they existed <laughs> and i mean i, I almost i was like I would. I didn't even have all the soap off of me, and I turned the shower off so I could listen to this song. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Oh, I gotta hear this song." You know, I was like, "Yeah." I, I that was one of those. That was one of those groups that when I stopped listening to gospel music, I could still listen to Commission because I was just yeah. their their 
the embodiment of what yeah. they did Yo, and who, is just like fulfilling. You yeah. know what I mean? And who knew Fred Hammond was going to become Fred Hammond? Right, right, right. And Marvin Sapp was right. going to become right. Marvin Sapp. Like, it, right. man, commission was and then, So what was that group? They tried to kind of revamp a commission feel. The, um, when Fred did it? Yeah, and it was Fred and it. Brian Courtney Wilson, uh-huh. uh, Eric Roberson, uh-huh. United Tenors. I'm trying to think of who the fourth it, one was. You now, just record, didn't get the feel. Their record was good. Did y'all, did y'all hear that? Hear the that vocals were hot. Yeah, 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 it was But called, you just didn't get that. They had feel. a song called Here and I Pray. Oh, Dave Hollister yes. was the other one. Yes. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. You just yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were the vocality. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Was dynamic, though. but they didn't get that same chemistry that commission had like yeah. commission was churchy contemporary and hip mm-hmm. all in the same yeah. thing like god they were ahead of their time for they sure. really were absolutely I, I really were. they really were uh i have a deep cut and i don't know if it's a deep cut or not but when i when i was really listening to what i think people would consider to be uh urban gospel of a different era like the late 90s and maybe the early 2000s there was a group that i really loved the husband and wife called angelo and veronica does anybody know about them? Angelo. They're, they're in Nashville now, but they had about two or three albums, and they were really, really good. Thank God for Apple Music. I had to right? suffer. I had to suffer. Angelo's? <laughs> you say Angelo? Angelo? Angelo and Veronica. Veronica. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. He and Clarence made me suffer. <laughs> I really liked it. I mean, and yeah. they, they, they're they very good vocally. They're uh, a white husband and wife, but they sing... Uh, a soulful white, the, gospel. The, the man music. is white and the and the the woman is black. Yeah. Yo, I don't I recognize. You don't think she was black? I don't think she's black. Her last name, her maiden name, is like Petrucci. Pre- what is it, Angelo? No, you know what's crazy? She's come out as a solo artist yeah, she recently. Has. She has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who is it, Angelo and Robinson? No, no. Angelo and Veronica. Oh, and Veronica. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she just came out. Mm-hmm. She's out uh, as a solo artist now. That's Go back dope. and listen to some of their stuff as a husband and wife. They had some really, really yeah, good songs. I'm, I'm on it now. I they just downloaded the record. I've been typing stuff since y'all been talking. They had, they had some really, really yeah, good I was, songs. I was forced through those records a couple of times. <laughs> you so did, I don't know why time. you didn't like those. They were really good. Actually, I don't know that I didn't like them, but you know I was persnickety. At that point, real, real snobbish. At some point in my life, so, so the whole uh, crossing over and uh, uh, secular versus uh, uh, Christian music. uh, I'm wondering if, if, if an artist chooses to do that today, do they face? And I kind of, I'm kind of circling around the same topic, and I'm thinking about a white artist when I'm thinking about it because I can't really think of a black artist that had the same kind of scrutiny. So, like, back in Al. the... But I don't know that he suffered... Well, this Green. is... Green. Yeah. Green. Well, this oh, is more of a gospel to, to, to <laughs> gospel to secular, not oh, a secular to gospel. Back. I'm sorry. So, uh, Amy Grant was, like, mm. this artist back in the day. Mm-hmm. She was a, a yeah. she was a, just a, a very artist, yeah. uh, indoctrinated Christian artist, and she crossed over, and she... Uh, I mean, there was, like, this whole big thing... And I don't know that she ever went back. No, not really. I don't know that she ever went back. And yeah. I think it may have been partly due to the to maybe some of the ridicule that she received. But that would was, that happen? Would that happen? I mean, would can can somebody do that now? I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Sir the Baptist, but he is I, I the way you described it make to, makes total sense to me because you said uh, he's still he's doing inspirational, but he's not doing 
God, yeah, he's a secular artist, but he just got a so good you consider message. him to be a secular. Yeah, artist. I think I think Sir the Baptist is a secular artist, but he got a good message. He dope. Okay, he ain't a gospel artist. Like I listen to him, mm-hmm. but I, I, he ain't coming to my church. I ain't inviting him to the church okay. to sing or to minister. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I love his music, dog. I mean, I'm a jamming in the car, but I'm not gonna bring you in to you know sing at the church anniversary or whatever. Like okay, right. okay. Um, this is what I say though. I think. <laughs> Y'all got to forgive me. I'm, I don't have. I, my, I got that message. I don't right? have. I don't I don't have, have much, what you say. I, like you it, you know, I don't yeah. have much of a like, filter either. Right. That's why we get along, Chris. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's what I'm doing an appreciation yeah. service, but yeah, I think the church is the future of our faith is 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 in a very interesting space. Mm. What I mean by that is everybody in this room grew up in a generation where church was the norm absolutely right even if you didn't like it you were going to church mm-hmm. and even if your mama didn't go your grandma was making sure you went to church mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. this generation is totally unchurched yeah mm-hmm. because of that they don't have the same sense of that dogma right mm-hmm. that right. that we you know that we grew up with because of that i think it opens the lines a little bit more right it unblock you know it kind of blurs the line a little bit where mm-hmm. I don't see necessarily like, you know, you I grew up in a Christian house where the only secular music that was allowed at one point was the Temptations and the Shy Lights. Right? <laughs> and so a good discography nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't until like later on that my parents you know, I started to get exposed to a lot of this different stuff because like Don said earlier, there was this there was this idea that you could I mean, y'all, y'all have seen Ray and, you know, remember how they used to talk about 50s and 60s, they're blurring this line. Like, that's mm-hmm. devil music, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now, because most people are unchurched and those who come into church don't have necessarily that context of what church used to be, right? Mm-hmm. the lines are blurred. Like, they don't mind. right? You know what I mean? They don't necessarily see the issue, I get it. Um, which is dope to me. I think that's really, really cool. Um, and so I think you can see people going back and forth. Shoot, people forget Dave Hollister, you know, did some gospel stuff right. and went on back to his secular stuff. And if he does another gospel album, I'm going to buy it too. Right. Well, I'm going to ask you this about David Hollister then. <clears throat> he has a church. He's in Oakland. Mm-hmm. But on the weekends, he goes, does his secular thing. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back to the church. He's constantly going back and forth. How do y'all feel about that? I'm going to say this, man. <sighs> Get your money, bro. I was going to say that. Get <laughs> okay. your bread. Like, at the end of the day, Shoot. at the end of the day. Because he with Teddy Riley on the weekend. Because the Bible says this. You got to work out your own soul salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling. If I don't have a conviction about it, if the Holy Spirit has not convicted me that this is wrong, I don't need to stop. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of things, you know, the Bible, Paul said all things are lawful, but that don't mean all things are beneficial. Right. When you save, you're free from under the law. You can do it. That don't mean it's a right thing to do. So you got a lot of Holy Spirit to teach you about those things that might not necessarily be sinful. They just might not be beneficial. Right. Man, listen. Then it the may Lord, be the message in the song I'm, I'm, that he's doing on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. The Lord ain't convicted me about cussing. At all. Now I know. No. Now I know. At I all. know. Thank you. But I know. But that's the thing. But Mom. I know when. I know when and where I should or should. Right. 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 I don't think drinking is a sin. At all. But I know. I know when and where I should and shouldn't. 
Right. right. So I think a lot of that comes with some of those little gray areas, right? right. The Bible ain't black and white on everything. Right. Get your money, bro. And until the Holy Spirit convicts you and then you become disobedient, that's right. a sin. And, and, and I would I would say it, it isn't it isn't even just because Dave goes to sing with Teddy Riley. There's those of us, I, I think back to a time um, when breweries were big. And there were people that work at Schlitz Brewery and were <laughs> pastors of churches. There were people that worked at Paps Brewery. and were, So are, are you convicted because you go to work every day and right. make money from a liquor right. Uh, right. foundation? It's a good example. Uh, it's yeah. Another good example. example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get this from your dad, Chris. I, I worked at a title loan company. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me when I initially got the job offer. And I went to your dad. And your dad was like, man. That's a job. You know what your heart is? Minister to the people when they come in. I was like, that's a good point. But at a point when it got uncomfortable, your, mm-hmm. to your point, where I felt like we are hurting families by what we're doing in the name of helping them with these loans, yeah, yeah. then it was time for me to leave. But at the mo- point that I didn't have a job and that's a job I got, he was like, girl, go feed your family, mm-hmm. period. Man, and y'all know Don used to sing in them juke joints on Saturday and, me, and then come me worship on Friday. I saw a risk and of the on her uh, bio. When yeah. I tell you I used to hear this at my church, see, I'm not even saying the name of my church, it was some old saints that would come to me like, I heard you singing them juke joints. But I, you better believe if you were ever at a gig of mine on a Saturday night, when I'm on my last song, I'm like, yo, I don't know what you know, but my daddy said, I don't let my Saturday night affect my Sunday morning. So I'm going to be in church in the morning. Where are you going to be? Find some church home that you want to go to. All right, now let's jam this last song. <laughs> and I was going to have my behind up, and I was going to be in church and probably leading the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and our minister of music caught flack about it when mm-hmm. I first came to the church because I think, I don't know, Chris, you could correct me, I think I was the, the first person who was so prominent in the gospel choir and and leading songs that also had a strong secular yeah, background and was public and was, like and people knew right, like and people, but they was sing. at the concert yeah. here to go and I'm gonna tell you because I was there like <laughs> you know whatever what but it was like yeah you yeah so they were challenged but you sitting in the audience with me you're not mm-hmm. seeing me doing nothing improper but you got a problem you going to my minister of music saying do you know don't Okay, but you only know that because you were sitting up in the audience See, jamming to me finna, last night. You finna get me in trouble. I'm finna, I'm finna defend you in the come wrong on. way. Y'all come on. <laughs> I have come a, on. Yeah, I have, I have an aunt who sings at one of the churches around here, and she uh, her voice is very uh, juke jointerish. I'm here and for so it. When she starts singing, when she starts singing, people, uh, my cousins, we all kind of look at each other and start acting like we smoke cigarettes. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how she sounds. Yeah, right. yeah. And, you know, she that's where her background came from. You know, she 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 grew up singing, you know, at Juke Joint, at, at the clubs in East Texas. That's where she sang. Mm-hmm. So that's where her voice is. Mm-hmm. And that's what she sounds like when she starts singing. It is hilarious. We all looking at each other like this. <laughs> I can, I can, I'm not going to say his name because he might listen, but there's a brother that sings in the male chorus at the church <laughs> that, that, me, that me and a few of my friends call lounge singers. Because yes. he going to croon, Jack. Yes. Sing give it to you. And he, he going to pimp to the mic. Like, sw- swag. go smooth. ahead, swag yourself on up and swag down. Swag hey, yeah. it, You know, and we, we did a show uh last year about house music mm. and we were talking about and we actually call the show um it's in our dna 
Mm. And it's just nothing about, and that's where the protest and we started talking about gospel music and we just figured out, well, since we've been having this show, there's like almost nothing that we have a run across that that all of the genres kind of mm-hmm. blend, blend together. together. Mm-hmm. We haven't found anything. And in fact, when we did the house music show, the guest we had on the show, the first thing he said was the reason I started listening to house music is because it sounded like preaching. Mm-hmm. He said they, they sounded like they were preaching to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, and then we go back and listen to it. And go, That's exactly what that sounds mm-hmm. like. You know, and it's just part of who we are. It's just, you know, it's just the it's just the rhythm of the drum that's in our right. just in our blood, and you know you hate to think about it like that. Not really hate it, but you know it's you true. know you don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. you know. But Shoot. it's it's when just it's genetically in hit us. Hit a rhythm, me and Chris notorious because I be we be looking at the band like yeah, it's right. I feel hey, like funk in the church. Yeah. Like <laughs> we be like, hey, but you hey. know what's crazy? And I, my friends will tell you this. My friend, we all like got the same vibe, so we'll be out doing something. And it'll be a secular song. I mean. Mm-hmm. There's a song that uh, uh, a little big head girl. It's Ariana Grande. That's that's <laughs> big daughter of big head girl. She sings though. She can her, Jesse J, and Nicki Minaj had this song called Bang Bang. I don't know if y'all heard it. Yeah. yeah. Yo, that thing so churchy to me. Like I was walking down. We were in the mall oh, somewhere, I and I heard it. And I feet start dancing like it was praise <laughs> break music. I said, "What is going on?" Because it's everywhere. Like yes. all music yeah. takes it us does. back to our root. But that's because, and this is what I, I'll say, my little, you know, that's because the Bible, and this is what I really believe, which is why I'm a gospel artist. I believe that God is the source of all creativity. Absolutely. Like God mm-hmm. is the creator of all. Absolutely. So anytime there's creativity, there's a little God in it. Right. Now, even if it's misguided, misdirected, or totally perverted, mm-hmm. all creativity comes from He is the creator of all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I think the tie is. Mm-hmm. The tie is that the, the scripture teaches us God created everything. Yes. And so even if somebody has perverted what he created still at the core of it mm-hmm. is his 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 creation so now uh did you have something else i was gonna say if i could put y'all on the spot could y'all raise up something for a couple of bars uh-oh um, um I don't know. I'm thinking something, Chris. Girl, I don't got no voice. I'm not no real. <laughs> I, I just got through preaching. I'm just, put, I'm I'm just nah. putting y'all on the spot. If y'all can't read, you know, um, it's all good. Wait, like together? You want to do yeah. something together? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm trying to think of a good common praise and worship type of. Yeah. How about great, great, great is art? Was it great? How great oh. is our God? Okay, let me pick the key because you sang too high. <laughs> <laughs> How great is our God? Sing with me. Girl, How where you at? Oh. <laughs> the producer and me I thought I was Uh-oh. right there. Uh-uh. Okay, We're not on. doing that. Do no, you again. go. You go. You start it. Don't yeah. worry about it. How great. <laughs> Is our God sing with me? How great is our God? All will see how great, how great is our God. I do the next part. Cause you're the name above all names. 
and you are worthy of all praise and my heart will sing how great is our God that's all I got I'm now that's how you end the show <laughs> But before we get out of here, uh, Don, let us know how they can, our listeners know how they can contact you if they want to listen to you on uh, Reverb Nation. Oh, your Lord, social media. Reverb Nation. <laughs> I'm on every social nah, media. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Don L. Miller on Twitter. I'm uh, Don Miller one on Instagram, and I'm Don Miller on Facebook. I'm real simple to find. Cool. And hey, uh, Chris, you know y'all got a new single coming out on yeah, April the 5th, man. man. Let April them know how 5th. they can uh, get to that. Yeah, April 5th, uh, Psalm 34, featuring my sister Dana Hemphill. Um, written by T. Paul Shepard. Yeah, written by my brother Paul Shepard. Um, it is going to be available wherever you get your music. So iTunes, uh, Google Play, wherever you get your music. Uh, Psalm 34, you can also download our current single, Nothing Without You. It's there. Um, www.undignifiedpraise.com. And you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Chris Wesley underscore UDP, undignified praise, UDP, Chris Wesley underscore UDP. And on Facebook, I'm Chris Wesley. Uh, but yeah, y'all uh, do me a favor and support that single when it comes out. It's our last single before we put out our full album, which is called Encounter. It'll be out late this year, early next year. You have a so, listening session coming up? Yeah, I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do a little something. Okay. I'm gonna do a little something. Okay, cool. And yeah, we'll make sure everybody knows when that listening session comes about. Absolutely, yeah, right yeah, sure. And also, uh, they need to vote on y'all at the uh, yeah, man. Check this out. Awards. So this is crazy. So this was crazy. I had no clue. A dude sends me an email. Was like, "Yo, congratulations, y'all been nominated." And I didn't know until yesterday. Mm-hmm. Actually, nominated in like four categories. Right. So it was another category I didn't even know nothing about until oh, yesterday. Category. Okay. Yeah, so we're nominated for um, Urban Group of the Year, mm-hmm. New Artist of the Year, uh, Praise and Worship, mm-hmm. and Lord have mercy. It's another one, I, and I don't even have it. But if you go to Praise, P-R-A-Y-Z-E Factor, you just Google Praise Factor, you can go to the website, click Vote Now, click all those categories, vote for Chris Wesley and Undignified Praise. I really appreciate it. Um, and you can vote actually you can vote every day so you can do it for the next few days um but it, it'd be really cool um we ain't putting nothing out in 2012 until we put out this single nothing without you and so it's been really cool we were nominated for a texas gospel music excellence award this year as well which was just crazy out the blue um for for new artist of the year so what y'all crossing over urban artists urban you know that's me like because i'm finna we got we're singing tonight i'm literally about to go get out these nice clothes get on my little udp yeah clothes and we gonna we gonna uh, rock out tonight at the uh spring breakout concert at impact oh that's right oh yeah yeah man uh we (laughs) but as always man we want to thank you all for coming and gracing us with your presence. Come and appreciate you know, it. It was a great show on gospel. Uh, I learned a few things today myself uh, when it came to gospel art because, you know, my mother, all she played was Albertina Walker. That's it. <laughs> Caravan. Come on. Uh, Mississippi Mass Choir. <laughs> James Cleveland. That's it. And the Florida Mass was, Choir. Yeah. Uh, that's all I heard in my house. So. Coming from <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Feels no way, no way. Shh, shh, shh. Right, right, right. <laughs>
Come through, fuck. <laughs> 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 y'all start doing those commercials. I'm saying, who in the hell is me? I'm through. Y'all, y'all got to stop. I'm oh. sorry. I couldn't help it. Churchy people imitate all churchy people. All churchy people. <laughs> no. That's what we do. Oh, the mouth. Best comedians are in the church, I'm telling yes. y'all. Yes. That's, yes. The best, that's where uh, the best comedy is. For real. Oh, man. But as always, we want to thank you all for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Like us on Facebook at Psycho Music Lyricology. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Psycho Fellas. And be, we can be contacted at psychomusiclyricology at gmail.com or hit us up at 469-606-9534. Until the next time, peace. Peace. peace.